I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawkster with you on a Monday, just a little over a week away from the start of the 2022 NFL Draft. Joining us right now to talk about the draft and these prospects is Seth Kalina, senior football analyst, senior senior football analyst at PFF, the co-host of the Two High podcast. Seth is on the Roman guest line. Seth, welcome to the show. We are just a little over a week and a half away from the NFL draft, and and I'm curious your your thoughts here on the wide receivers in this draft because that's become the position in the NFL, other than quarterback, and we'll get to that. I'm sure that everyone is just so excited about. And everyone jumps on these, you know, players want to get paid all this money. It makes these cheaper receivers that much more valuable to teams. Seth, how, how would you handicap this receiving class compared to last year? Last year, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith. This year's guys, same, better, worse. How, how would you compare last year's top of the class to this year's? Yeah, I think at the top, it's a little different. You're not, I would assume, though, you know, you never know what's going to happen next Thursday, but I would assume you don't have a top 10 receiver in this class. So, man, I, I've heard Garrett Wilson to the Jets. I've seen that, you know, some mock drafts by some insiders that have Garrett Wilson to the Jets at four. So, you know, maybe that, maybe it's very possible. My hot take about this class, um, especially when you compare it to last year, is I think that, I'm, I, like, I think Drake London is, is the is my, my wide receiver one. I'd probably take him in the 10 to 15 range, maybe eight to 15 range. I really believe that I think we would be talking about him differently if he had played for a team that was a national title contender or a team that had a quarterback that people cared about. Like, I really do think that the numbers that he was putting up, um, doing a lot of things, um, you know, not just this contested catch type of receiver. He does a lot of things well. Um, at USC, without really a quarterback, you know, they had a play with a couple quarterbacks there. And obviously USC the past few years has just been um, not part of the national college football headlines, right? So I think that if him, you put him in when these Alabama, Georgia, LSU, that type of team, I think we're talking about a top 10 pick for sure. All right, let's stick with receiver. And here's one I'm not sure what to do with. I'm seeing in the 10 range. And then I've seen, because of the injury, pushed down to the 20 range. What about Bama receiver Jamison Williams? What do you do in what looks to be a pretty deep class here for the first round? Yeah, I think you're, you're, you're looking at it. You're obviously doing your due diligence on how bad the injury was, exactly what's going on, how his recovery is going. But I think at the end of the day, it's an ACL injury. We've seen guys come back um, and, and be really good players. 
after an ACL injury, right? Like that's just the technology is there for you to be able to recover um, from that type of injury. So will it push him down a few spots? Probably a little bit. So I also think that, you know, obviously him not running this offseason because the injury happened so late in the season last year, you know, we don't have those numbers in front of us of what he could have run. Obviously, we're talking about a kid that probably isn't a four-three range, something like that. But I don't. But I think the fact that he played the full season at Alabama, um, especially given that you know he didn't get a lot of you know playing time at Ohio State, you know the season before that, transfers to Alabama, has this great season. We saw the full season, right? I mean, it, it happened so late in the year, the injury. So I think it doesn't push him down that far. And, you know, just on tape, I mean, he is as good as you're going to get from this, um, this receiving class. His speed is outrageous. Ball tracking is outrageous. And, um, you know, uh, yards after catch is, is outstanding as well. With so much inconsistency and so much mystery in these mock drafts and how this draft will play out, do you have a, a strong sense of how many quarterbacks could go in the first round? I want to say three. I think that I definitely think it, it, it's going to depend on what the Panthers do at six. You know, we, we've heard, I'm sure you guys have heard, they're going to go and take Kenny Pickett, you know, the connections with Pickett and Rule. <laughs> they take him at six. I think that obviously pushes some other players up because I think there's some other teams, whether it's Seattle, whether it's Pittsburgh, who are going to be looking at those quarterbacks and thinking, hey, we, we want to get our hands on on one of these guys because we're in a weird situation with our co- current quarterback situation. So I think three makes sense to me. And then maybe if we get, you know, a, a really high pick in, with Kenny Pickett, I think you can push that up to four. Seth, as we watch this play out, there's a lot of uh... – you know, just a week and a half out. It's a lot of intrigue about who's going to be the number one overall pick. Aiden Hutchinson's kind of been the guy that's the default answer to this ever since the uh, Jaguars spent on their offensive line in the offseason. But now we're seeing a bunch of Trayvon Walker potential here. How would you compare those two players? I mean, there's probably a good chance one of them is, is the Jaguars pick there here at, at number one. Hutchinson, Walker, if you were in charge of the Jaguars, who would you pick? I would take Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. So that's what I would do. Um, I, yeah, I, but like you said, like it looks like it's going to be Hutchison or Trayvon Walker. A lot of smoke, and where the smoke is fire regarding Trayvon Walker, I do think he's really in play there. You know, they're two similar but also pretty different players. Uh, Hutchison is explosive athlete off the line of scrimmage has hand moves, can get around the corner, did it at the college level. I think there's going to be concerns whether he can get around the corner at the NFL level because he's not super bendy. You know, he plays pretty upright, so you wonder if that's going to translate pretty well. Um, but he's also really good against the run, has tremendous pop uh, against the run. Trayvon Walker, again, like Hutchinson, Against the run, he is fantastic. Uh, I think he had the best play of the college football season last year when he absolutely destroyed the Michigan puller in the playoff semifinal. Um, so against the run, no problems. He's just not there as a pass rusher. You know, the, with him, you're thinking, okay, well, he might not be there as a pass rusher, hand usage, um, you know, a, a pass rush plan. Maybe that's not all there yet, but... 
I mean, he's 10 out of 10 in terms of athleticism. So you're saying, well, let's just take the guy and then we'll figure it out later. And he can get to the corner in the NFL because he's so explosive. He can do all that stuff that we'll just take him and figure it out. So there's like, like I said, there's some similarities between the two, but also um, some differences. Outside of Hutchinson going number one, the likelihood that, that there is the, the other pick that I'm seeing uh, most common is at number 12, which is really interesting. The Minnesota Vikings go 12th, and, and I'm seeing a ton of Derek Stingley to the Vikings. Now, if we go back in time, I mean, this guy had so much hype that he was being viewed as a, as a player that could go top five in this draft, which, which you don't see a ton of with players coming out of the secondary. The uh, draft position odds, they set it, of course, at 11 and a half with so many people mocking Stingley uh, 12 to the Vikings. What do you think about the player overall and uh, some possible fits? Yeah, I, I'm still holding on to that 2019 season because it's as good of a season as you're going to get. And I think you can even go back further. From what I understand about the Stingley's history is that in 2018, by the end of the 2018 season, he had already committed to LSU. And so he's basically a high school senior, but I think he graduated early in, uh, at the end of the 2018 year. So he was able to go to Fiesta Bowl practices with LSU um, as they prepared for the game against Central Florida that year. And supposedly he was the best cornerback on the field as basically a high school senior. So, and then obviously what happens in 2019 as a true freshman, one of the best teams we've ever seen from a cornerback. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast at alma we know the connection between you and your therapist matters but if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming that's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing, so you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. 
You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com slash Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com slash Therapy60. I think that teams are, you know, look, he can still go top five and then everything will be fine. But I think if he does fall all the way to 12, I think teams will be underrating um, what it's, what it was like playing for LSU in 2020 and 2021. This, this was not a real program for two years. They did what they were supposed to do in 2019. Everything, everything was happy. And then obviously we know what happened the next two years. And I think that plays a big factor in his evaluation. I think if they're up there and they're still winning games like they had done pr- prior, I think we were talking about a top five pick because I think he was good. I mean, the tape tells me that he's still good. He didn't make as many plays on the football. But in terms of his actual coverage, man-to-man coverage, he is just as good. I think he even got a little better, you know, as he as he matured a bit. He just didn't make any plays on the ball in two years. Is it a concern? A little bit. But I think the tape there shows that he's still a, a top-ten player in this, in this draft class. Yeah, I mean, I'm here in Washington, and there's there's a lot of people here that want Stingley with the 11th pick. Would you be surprised if Washington went ahead and grabbed him? I think he's one of those players that – I'm, I'm, I'm really high on him. I'm high on both the corners, him and, and, and Amar Gardner. I think it's interesting because if one of them goes pretty early, then I think teams are going to panic, start panicking because you have two guys who are pressed man-to-man corners. And what team doesn't want to press man-to-man corners? So might start a run on them depending on when the first one of them gets picked. I think, honestly, the, the second he goes past like six or seven, I think there's huge value there. If he goes into the team – then yeah, if Washington gets him, like you said, if 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 the Vikings get him, they're laughing all the way to the bank. Mm-hmm. Galena joining us here, Pro Football Focus. We look ahead to the NFL draft coming up about a week and a half from now. Seth, who's the player three, four, five years from now that we look back in this draft and we say, how did he go that low? Right. Every every draft has one or two of these guys. DK Metcalf in twenty nineteen. For you, and you watch the college game as much as anyone. Who's the guy you're not seeing near the top of mocks? Maybe not even the first round, but you think, man. That, that guy's going to be a good player in the, in the NFL. Well, I'll give you two. They're both edge rushers. The first one to me, and I already said it, is the second that Kayvon Thibodeau doesn't go number one overall, we're going to be, you know, if, he hit, if, if, if he's the player that we all think he is eventually going to be, and obviously it didn't really happen at Oregon um, over the, you know, he's number one overall recruit, five-star recruit. Didn't really happen at Oregon, but he has everything you want from a pass rusher. So I, I think of it like, the second he goes number two or even later, that's all the value you can want. And then the other guy is from Penn State, uh, Penn State and Temple, Arnold Ebiketti. Uh, he is amazing. Uh, uh, he's, you know, and the, the mock draft positioning for him is all over the place uh, from 15th all the way down to somewhere in the middle of the second round. So there's a huge range. I think whoever gets him getting the steal the draft, he has everything you want from a pass rusher, all the moves you want, all the speed you want, still good against the run. Um, I like that he, you know, started his career at Temple, had two great seasons at Temple, decided, hey, let me get into the Power Five, let me see what I can do in the Power Five, goes to Penn State and has another great season, you know, at a higher level. So he's my guy 100% later in the draft. Seth, another uh, wide range of possibilities that I've seen uh, in recent days is Charles Cross. So the draft position over under is set at seven and a half. I've seen as high as five, as low as late in the first round. What do you think happens with Cross? 
I think with Cross, is very interesting. To me, when I watch his tape from 2021, I think he has the best tape out of any of the tackle prospects. Um, now, you're, you, he also doesn't have great tape in 2020, 2019, though I think you, could, you can play that off with the transition to a different type of offense. Uh, going from triple option offense to the Mike Lee J-Rate offense, like there's a big difference, especially for an offensive tackle playing on, on an island like they do in that air raid offense. I, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, like if I'm picking, he goes above seven. Uh, mm-hmm. or before, sorry, before seven. But I think that the NFL doesn't view him, it seems like the NFL doesn't view him like Evan Neal or uh, Equani from NC State. So I don't know if he, I don't know if he gets picked before seven. I think I would probably rather look at it as someone who's going to get a lot of value. A team's going to get a lot of value, probably somewhere you know between eight and fifteen. Through your analysis, is there a guy you know whether it's top five, top ten, first round that you're like eh, he's projected a little high? I'm not sure he's going to work out in the NFL. Yeah, I think, you know, just talking about the tackles, I'm, I'm curious to see Trevor Penning play. Um, you know, he's from FCS level. I'm curious to see him, what he does play against tougher competition um, day in and day out at the NFL. That would be my concern. I think he has everything you want in terms of height, weight, um, big guy, um, can move pretty well. So that he has all, checked all those boxes. I just want to see him. And especially if people are putting him in that tier one group of tackles, like the three we just talked about plus penning. I'm curious to see how he works out um, playing against really tough pass rushers day in and day out. Seth, we really appreciate you hopping on here. We'll be reading over at Pro Football Focus and listening to the Two High Podcast. Seth Galina on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and prize for your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckUL now to get $15 off your first one. That's GetRoman.com slash Becky. Well, it's interesting listening to Seth with us. This is a couple of times we've talked to him. He loves Kayvon Thibodeau, who's one of the most polarizing players in this class. Like some people think he's a bust waiting to happen. And then, then you have Seth here saying, if anyone but him goes one, it's a mistake. Like dead wrong. Joe, here's one thing I know about this draft 10 days out. Nobody knows anything, yes. which makes it fascinating for the betting markets. Because I expect us to see a lot of movement as we get little morsels out there over the next few days. But I just t- you don't see this in normal drafts. He could go five. He could go 28. Like I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. It means if you hit one or two early, you may be able to hit the first five or six picks. And if you miss, you may be totally off on everything here in the 2022 NFL Draft. We'll dive into NBA awards next. The finalists are out for the big awards. Who are they? We'll talk about it next right here on the Becky Wall Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.